Assalamu alaikum brothers and sisters. Welcome to another episode of the Ark of Thoughts podcast. In today's episode, me and Kasim are going to be talking about uh, being productive Muslims. You know, we're making the making the most of our time and our energy and trying to be productive and maintain that productivity. So we're going to be talking about maybe some tips and tricks, um, some things that we utilize, some things that we advocate for as well. And we hope that if they aren't already inside of your life, um, then they come into your life. Uh, and just to start with, I think I just want to mention a couple of quotes just so that it gives us a bit of motivation um, as to why we want to talk about being productive. So the first one is from Albert Hubbard. Um, and it's a similar sort of quote that he has as well as Benjamin Franklin, um, one of the ex-presidents of the United States of America. Um, but he basically says, if you want anything done, ask a busy man to do it. And Kasim, what he's trying, from my understanding, what he's trying to say here is, is that busy people, albeit they are busy, but they're busy for a reason, um, because they're making the most of their time. Now, a person who is not busy, normally has a lot of free time, is not making the most of, most of, it, of his time, of his assets. And there's a, another quote that I also wanted to mention as well, is from a scholar of the subcontinent who has passed away, um, Sheikh Inamun Hassan Sab. And um, he mentions that if you do the things that you're meant to be doing, then you will save yourself from doing those things that you aren't meant to be doing. You know, if you are occupying yourself in those things which we as a Muslim or as a, as a human, <laughs> you are meant to be doing, um, then those things which you aren't meant to be doing, those things which you which are maybe indulgence or you know are not desirable things to do, um, you want to spend your time doing that. So we have a few things that we want to talk about, inshallah. Um, before we get started, I've got a cup of tea, Kasim, and I like to leave my tea bag inside of the tea. Um, I know some people aren't fans of it, but I'm a person that likes my tea to get stronger um, as, I, as I'm drinking it away. Um, let me know what your thoughts are. <laughs> um, but are you a tea drinker? Are you a coffee drinker? Um, or are you just plain water like Kasim? Um, but before we continue, please do hit the like button, uh, do subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, to follow our journey and do share with your friends and family if you take benefit as well. So Kasim, let's get started into this. Um, I guess the main thing that I want to, the, sorry, not the main thing. The first thing I want to talk about is like working pattern. Um, we've grown up in our life going through the education system, which is, uh, what, eight o'clock till three o'clock, um. And we talked about this nine to five work life. And whilst it's practical <coughs> and I understand the benefit of having set times because you, you need a schedule and we're going to talk about that uh, soon as well. But I feel my understanding is that especially when we're younger uh, or when I was younger at least, I used to think I'll have this concept of only being productive within them hours. And outside of them hours, there's no need for me to be productive or to be switched on. Okay. Um, obviously, I quickly learned that this was a, a wrong sort of attitude to have, but it was more because my mindset was that my body was also happy with that. And if I tried to do anything outside of that routine, my body would basically tell me, you're not meant to be doing this. Um, I'd start yawning or I wouldn't be productive. Um, so I don't know, what are your thoughts in terms of like working patterns? Um when, when do you feel you're productive? Because I know, like, every person is individual in this as well. Yeah. 
Um, so, you know, what are your thoughts and when are you predicting? Uh, I'll be quite honest, over the past two years, I think a lot of people have realised, especially during the pandemic, that human beings are in need of systems, mm -hmm. right? because systems ultimately govern our life. And I know the 9 to 5 system gets a lot of stake for many, many reasons, and that's a different argument. What I'm trying to say, though, is that the system of the 9 to 5 or working up early in the morning, being, you know, or have going to a job or you're there for a certain amount of hours, is that it gives you routine in your life. Mm -hmm. And humans can't function without routines and they can't function without systems because most of us, if we have uh, our own freedom, we wouldn't know how to utilise our time, and that's the reality of it. That's why most people on the weekend, they wake up very, very late. and then. We're all so guilty of this. When we wake up, we spend a lot, a lot of time on our phone. Mm -hmm. we, we waste hours just doing things which are not productive for us. But you, you, you realize during the week, a person is very productive because who knows, I've got to go work. Okay, before that, I need to go to the gym or I need to do this. I need to drop this off and to get this done. So what happens, I believe that systems are, are, are there for humans to benefit from. And for me, productivity, I'd say either early in the morning or late at night and that just depends on the time of season and the time of the year mm. i think the main thing here is like a, I mean, what i'm trying to say and my what well, my understanding is that every person is an individual every individual has a capacity to work and be productive and be proactive um but that may vary throughout the day like university is a classic example where you'll see people that either are early birds yeah or they work through the night. Like, I know some of my friends, they used to work at what I would deem to be ridiculous hours in the morning. But if that's what works for you, then that's what works for you. You've got to utilise that, you know. Um, if you're the person who is productive late at night, for whatever reason that may be, okay, um, utilise that time then for yourself. Don't spend that time idle or don't spend that time in, in doing things which aren't productive. On the other hand, I also advocate for people to try especially when you're younger as well, or whatever age you are listening right now, try different times and see what works for you. You know, uh, you have to come to a time that you, you are comfortable with. I know that um, one of our respected teachers and, and friends, Moana um, Harun Sira, um, he changes the way in which he works depending on seasons, depending on what time of year it is. Uh, and I remember like when I used to speak to him when I was younger, maybe about around 16, 17 years old, he used to tell me about waking up at like five o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning and after Fajr starting his work from then. I remember him mentioning the benefit of it at that time was that if he gets his work, if he starts his work at that time when the rest of the world is basically sleeping, he can finish by eight o'clock, nine o'clock in the morning and then he's got the rest of the day to spend with with family yeah. or spend in doing whatever else that he wants to do, knowing that his work is already done. But at the same time, whilst he was waking up at that particular point in the year, at four o'clock, five o'clock, when Fajr was early, he also changes the way he works based on seasons. Yeah. So he will spend, at some points in the year, he'll spend part of the night working, where he'll stay up until really early hours in the morning, but he's working in that in the late morning. And the reason that he might give is basically his kids are sleeping in that period of time. So he's free to utilize his time however he wants. And I think this is really important that find what works for you. If it, if what works for you is seasonal, then adjust based on seasons. And if what doesn't work for you is seasonal and you need a set time, then stick to that set yeah. time. But find what works for you. And this takes a bit of trial and error. You know, you might try something and 
it might not work. It might be a complete disaster. Mm. But I think like we mentioned before, sometimes failure is a means to learn what doesn't work. Then you try something else, mm. eventually getting to a point where something does work. Um, I don't know. Um, what do you think? What What else do we sort of need to like cater around at the same time though? Uh, one thing I want to mention about systems or any routine or, or pattern that a person has is that it usually takes 7 to 10 days to get used to something. Mm-hmm. And if you realise after 7 to 10 days it's still not working for you, then leave it and try something else. And the main thing for us, especially living in the West, especially living in Britain where the solar times are so, what do you say, crazy, they keep, just keep on changing, is that we tend to revolve our life around our solar. So in the winter time, we most people have the opportunity to wake up after and stay awake uh, all the way until Isha and then go sleep early and then wake up early as well. In the winter, in the summer, it's different where we have very, very long days. We go sleep very, very late. So according to our solar times and stuff, things will change. We, like you said, it's all about finding that, something that works for you. In terms of in the 24 hours, you get what you need to do done. One way or another, you get things done. Mm-hmm. And you're living a productive life and where you're happy every day. You're achieving stuff every single day. Yeah. Um, I think, like you mentioned, in the UK, we we have solar times that change throughout the year drastically um for those who may not live in the uk i mean our maghrib at the height of summer will be as late as 10 o'clock um and in in the depths of winter i'll say um can get to as early as just before 4 p.m so it's almost like a six hour difference um and when it's changing it's changing fast so even like at this period of time in the year what we in september um and also time week on week is changing by yeah. 15 minutes 15 minutes 15 minutes uh so to is maghrib so to is isha um so it's challenging yes it is challenging but this is part of the challenge that we have inshallah um and hopefully we allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq that we stick with our salah you know we need to make sure that we revolve our our days around our salah um and this this becomes part of like planning so kasim like the use of planning and having like to-do lists, I find to-do lists are just fantastic. Um, and I think there's there's two benefits to them. Obviously, the first side is like on the productivity side of having a to-do list, so setting out the tasks that you want to do um, and making sure like you don't forget. I'm quite a forgetful person myself. Um, so I'll forget what I'm meant to do. So to-do list has helped me to make sure that I don't forget what I'm meant to do and I fulfill each of the tasks that I'm meant to do. And there's the other the other side of it as well, where there's been studies in the brain where um, there have been people who create like a either even even if it's like a tick, so it might be somebody has like a little notebook in which they keep all their um, the list of things that they need to do or checklist on a phone. Um, in fact, I saw somebody like an engineer actually. He made a little contraption of lights, um, and what he did was he had like really mundane tasks that he does every day something as simple as like brushing your teeth or something like that and he had six switches and what he would do is he'd flick each switch when he'd done it um and the light is changing from red to green and apparently these things they release um endorphins in the brain and endorphins they're known to basically be like a happy chemical making make us feel better about ourselves um so i think a to-do list also helps in that sense where not only are you remembering what to do and setting aside your your plan of what you're going to do, but also helping in terms of like checking off and making yourself feel good about it as well. There's always something good about finishing a project or finishing something that you were meant to do. 
Um, I don't know about your task casting. Do you use to do lists? Do you use checklists of any sort? For me personally, I don't use. I don't use any checklists. Don't use any sort of apps. For me, it's all mental planning. Mm-hmm. But I really advocate for a person to have some sort of plan in his life. Mm-hmm. Like you can't just wake up on a normal day and just think, okay, what am I going to do today? Like I think you should be planning your days, be planning your weeks. You can't plan your like your months and stuff. Mm-hmm. But you should know like three, four days ahead, like what's going on, what's in your schedule. If something comes up, how can you arrange it? How can it fit in with your schedule and stuff like this? So I'm a big believer of having some sort of plan, different things work for different people. So for me, it's more mental planning. Mm-hmm. But if you, if a work, uh, list work for you, to-do lists, notes on your phone, uh, writing writing out a list, anything like that, you know, do it, man. But have a plan in your life. You need some sort of plan, some sort of direction. Yeah. So I think I'll just give like a quick breakdown of some of the things that I, I do. Um, so I de- I'm quite an advocate of using your phone calendar. So I'll have my phone calendar. I might sync that across devices as well so that my calendar has all the important tasks um, that I need to do. It's also a good thing to, in terms of keeping a log as well. So the thing is that I might go back and I might need to find something that I did on X particular day or find out when something happened. So recently I needed to know exactly when um, I had a doctor's appointment and needed to know the exact date. Um, and because I'd recorded that in the calendar, it meant that I could go back and find out, okay, I, I went to the doctor's on this particular day. It's been X amount of time. And it was really useful. Um, the other thing that my wife and I do is when it comes to doing our chores on the weekend or something, there's a long list of chores in the house to do, which there normally is. Um, my wife's got me really neat handwriting. So if she lose the iPad and she lose like the Apple Pencil and she'll write out, um, okay, Yasin's list of doing X, Y and Z and her list will be, um, I don't know, A, B, C, <laughs> right? Whatever it is. But it becomes like a bit of a competition as well. So I've done my chores or I've done a majority of my chores and she's still only done one or two, probably the other way around, right? Probably um, the easy one, that's why. Yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> if not probably, that's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, and that sort of like makes it a bit of a competition as well. And having that competition, I think I think that's part of our sort of makeup, um, more my makeup at least anyway. Healthy competition. Healthy competition, yeah, definitely. Um the other thing would be, I actually had, when I was doing my master's year, I had one of them huge, like, A1 size calendar printouts that I put on my wall. And I had, like, a little Sharpie pen that was on the side. I can't remember whether I put it on, like, a, a piece of string and just attached it onto the onto the board or something like that. But I used that to record, like, main events as well. But also, when it came down to my exam time, casting, I think I had something, like, something ridiculous, like, 10 exams across the across two weeks. And the thing is, if I didn't have a plan of action of when I was going to revise for each module, it'd just be a bit like here and there. And I felt like that calendar just helped me focus so much. I woke up in the morning and because I'd already made my plan a month, a month and a half in advance, I woke up on any morning knowing, okay, I'm studying this subject in AM and I'm studying studying this subject in PM. Um, Or this module, sorry, not subject, module when it comes to uni. Um, And that helped me loads in just terms of having that plan of action. I already knew what I was doing. I just needed to execute now. Um, So definitely, I advocate hugely for calendars like that. But I think the other thing at the same time, Kasim, is, yeah, ensuring about your productivity, but you also need to, like, conserve your energy and plan for downtime at the same time as well. You know, if you're planning your day or your weeks or... You know, some people plan their years who are like super hyper productive will plan their, plan their entire year of 
I've got X long-term project that needs to be done, you know, on that sort of level, yeah. Um, but especially during the day or during the week, you need to plan for rests in between. You need to plan for um, downtime in between. Be it 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour, 45 minutes. But your mind needs a rest. Your body needs a rest as well. And you need to give yourself that time. Um, you can't be productive all the time. It's not the way that we've been made. No. We need to plan for that time where, you know, calm down, take a step away, take a bit of a break. Um, I don't know. What do you think on, on like, not being hyperactive all the time, basically? Yeah, you need to have breaks during the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, short breaks, 15, 20 minutes. Uh, more than anything else, I personally think they need to be more mental breaks. Like, just stop whatever you're doing, you know. Uh, go get, uh, if you drink tea, coffee, water, whatever, to go get something to drink, sit down. Just relax, you know, just take your mind off whatever you're doing. Just allow your brain to, you know, really calm down. Mm-hmm. And then go back, to your, go back to your task. Don't take too long, you know. Mm-hmm. If you need to go to the bathroom, leave yourself, you know, maybe wash your face, wake up again. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah, take breaks, small breaks in the day. Don't make a break, break you know, going to something which is that procrastination. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is some people struggle in terms of, like, sleeping. Yeah. Um, and if you are really, really struggling with sleep, then it's definitely something that, you know, you need to go to the doctor and, and have a chat about. But one thing it can also be is, like, being hyperactive during your sleeping hours or close to your sleeping hours. Let your mind calm down. Come to a stop. Come to a rest. Wind yourself down as it comes towards time to go to sleep. Um, and I think that naturally leads into um, taking naps during the day. Naps are, I think, are fantastic. I think... Anything with sleep is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean is, like, in our culture, in, in British culture, in the way that we live our lives now, we don't really um, spend some time during the day just to have a nap. And honestly, I think they work absolute wonders. Um, there's many sort of studies done in terms of, like, how we should take naps. And so there's studies in terms of, like, the times of how long we take a nap. And a nap doesn't necessarily mean that you actually fall asleep, even if it's just closing your eyes spending some time lying down, not thinking about anything. Um, but there are some who have suggested a 20-minute nap is a good time to nap. Um, the other things that they just sort of mentioned um, in terms of napping as well is not napping with a, nu- with a duvet. So some people go into bed and they'll get like the big thick duvet out and nap in the duvet. But this is basically known to induce more sleep, basically. And that's not what you want to do. You just want to nap. You just want to recuperate. Yeah. Um, so either not using a blanket at all or using like a very thin sheet yeah. uh, just to cover yourself with. Um, I know some people like to cover themselves when they're sleeping because we're so used to it. Um, so yeah, taking naps or um, knowing being, being aware of like your sleep cycle as well. Yeah. So this is something that I've discovered as well where, um, again, there's, there's studies that have been done into sleep where approximately a person's sleep cycle lasts about one and a half hours. If a person wakes up too early before then, he may be in deep sleep and become very difficult to wake up from that, like slumber. I'm sure you've experienced it sometimes where you wake up sometimes and you're just really groggy. Yeah. Um, so essentially what what they're suggesting is, is that you're waking up midway through a sleep cycle. Rather, you should try to aim to wake up uh, at the end of a sleep cycle. So for me, I know that is roughly one hour, 20 minutes. Um, and that's the experience of like trying it and seeing what's worked, what's not worked. And again, this is like what I'm suggesting. Like, you know, if you're feeling really tired and groggy and stuff, don't be don't be ashamed or don't be scared just to, you know, five o'clock in the afternoon, just go to bed. Yeah, yeah. You know, get an hour in, get an hour and a half in, 
recuperate and go again. Um, and the other thing sort of to mention is when we're talking about naps and siesta is also like sleep as well. Learn your sleeping pattern. Yeah. Um, I think they say between six to eight hours is roughly the amount of sleep that a person needs. But again, each individual is different. Okay. Um, I know I'm on I'm on the closer to eight hour range in that. I know my body needs seven and a half to eight hours for me to actually feel like I'm awake through, during the day. Anything less than that, I will start to notice it, especially over multiple days. Yeah. That's for me. And I sleep more, I sleep more. It is what it is. Um, there's no there's no shame in saying that I sleep, I need, my body needs seven and a half, eight hours. I know, on the other hand, other people require less. I know there are people out there that are perfectly fine on five hours, six hours, six and a half hours sleep. I wish I could be one of them people, to be honest, but my body's not like that. My body's not like that. What, what can I do? But what I'm saying is, as an individual, you need to go through the discovery of finding uh, what your sleeping pattern is and how much you actually need. Yeah. Not how much you want, how much you need. Um, I don't know. Have you have you tried experiencing like different sleep times and what, yeah, what works for you? You just try to know that to me, I'm more six and a half hours. Six and a half to seven hours, that's enough for me. I'm, mm-hmm. I can function during the day, don't need a nap. Uh, and also, it just depends on when you go to sleep. So, even during sleep times, anything before 12 o'clock is counted as double hours. And then you go up, you get into negative sleep, which anything after 12 is not beneficial for you. Mm-hmm. That's why if you go to sleep at 10, 11, 12, those, that's kind of not three hours or six hours, it's called double sleep. Anything after 12, it goes to one hour, then it just goes to absolutely no benefit in that sort of sleep. Mm-hmm. So, you need guys that those people generally who tend to sleep earlier. We'll wake up early, wake up fresh, wake up, you know, relaxed, recuperated, because that's the best time to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just me, yeah. So, especially in the winter days, I love it. Just go to sleep early, waking up early and just getting on with your day. Mm-hmm. Summer's a bit difficult, but it's just what it is. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, summer is difficult. Um, <laughs> I, I reckon not if you, in, in Britain, if you can be productive in the summertime, in the months of May, June, July, August, and you can get stuff done, you can do it during the entire year. Yeah. Because I reckon those are the hardest months in terms of sleep, in terms of work, in terms of balance and everything. It's just ridiculously hard. But if you can achieve stuff, get stuff done, you know, you can do it during the entire year. Mm-hmm. And I think the other thing to mention here is that I know some people do struggle with sleep. Um, if you really struggle, then go see your doctor, you know, um, get, get some professional help if that's what you need. Don't be ashamed of that. I know some people struggle and it is a medical condition and insomnia does exist on the other hand um you do have other people who struggle with sleep not because it's a medical condition more because like i said because they're hyperactive um if you're spending a large amount of time on your phone um and you aren't able to to switch off very quickly and some people are like i'll give the example of myself and and my wife um we're two very different people in that sense where with me, I can switch off like this. You put a pillow in front of me, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> Nothing's going to stop me. It's not it's not going to be difficult for me. Um, on the other hand, my wife struggles with falling asleep really quickly. So that's fine. If that's what you are and that's who you are, then take that time to step away from your phone. Last hour before bed, um, don't go to sleep. I remember one of our friends, um, he's German. And I remember him mentioning to us once, actually, I don't know, actually, maybe not mentioned to us, but mentioned to me, um, that in Germany, if you go to your doctor and um, you complain about insomnia or you're struggling to sleep, 
The first thing that they actually give to you, or well, they tell you to do, is to drink chamomile tea. Okay. Because apparently chamomile tea has a calming effect um, on your body. So that's definitely something to try. I know some people like um, have a hot shower before bed, um, maybe a hot drink before bed, no caffeine. <laughs> um, but chamomile tea might be something that you might want to try if you are struggling with this. Um, drink some chamomile tea, calm down, yeah. um, spend some time just relaxing and then go to bed inshallah. Um, the other thing is, obviously, if our bodies aren't tired and our mind isn't tired by the end of the day, then how are we going to get sleep? Yeah. If you're not being productive, if you're not being proactive in your day, then you may struggle against sleep because <laughs> you've not utilised any of the energy in, in your body. Definitely. Um, what other things are you? do you think it's worthwhile to mention in terms of productivity, Kasim? Uh, in terms of sleep and stuff? Um, I think we've covered sleep quite extensively. Mm. Um, unless there's anything else you want to mention about sleep? No, just... Uh... Get the right amount of hours in. Just, yeah, figure it out. Okay. Um, I guess the next thing to, to pro- probably move on to then is like eating and exercising because we yeah. I think we covered sleep quite extensively, like we mentioned. Um, but getting into a habit in terms of like eating times or um, physical exercise as well. Um, what are your thoughts on on these kind of things? Uh, for me, I'll be honest. Food and physical activity plays a huge part in my life. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in terms of food, I tend to prep food. So I prep for like I'd say seven eight days. Mm-hmm. That's just it. Just takes me an hour uh, or two on one day. I'm done for the rest of the week. I don't need to worry about it. My food's all there in the fridge or whatever. It's fine from dinner. Uh, that also it forces not forcing me, but in that way I eat healthy. Mm-hmm. I eat well. Uh, I go to the gym when I come back from the gym. I don't need to worry about food. The other thing is uh, in terms of eating food, everybody everybody's different. But I tend to eat very, very early. So I consume the majority of my calories uh, by 6, 7 o'clock. Uh, if I was to eat anything at night time, I'd eat something very light. Now, if I was to eat something heavier at night time, I wouldn't be able to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to uh, relax. And next day, I'd be feeling really, really bad. So like, I don't like eating past 8, 9 o'clock. So if yeah. it's going to be a, my main meal, I, I'd avoid it. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that, I just do think plan your meals. Even exercise, you know, we should be doing exercise three, four times a week, whatever sort of exercise it is. Like for me at the moment, I've got this watch and the target is 10,000 steps a day, which is not, which is not a ridiculous amount. It's just maybe two, three kilometers. It's about, I'd say about an hour of walking. Now, if even after work, you don't do anything, but you just go for a walk, 45 mm-hmm. minutes, just clear your mind. You know, you get your steps and you feel good, your body feel good. And also you release some energy, which will help you later, right, to go sleep, to relax. Mm-hmm. You know, but I personally think for, especially the youth, be doing activity three, four times, whether that's playing football, tennis, squash, badminton, any of these things, mm-hmm. something which is going to keep you fit, keep you occupied, and also just just keep you well. Because once you play, do anything, uh, any physical activity, you release uh, dopamine, and you know it has a good effect on your brain. So rather than being sat in front of the screen just watching your PlayStation or watching your TV and YouTube, you know there's a time for that. There's time and a place. Mm-hmm. But you need to add these things into your day. Yeah, hundred percent. I agree. Um... I think what you mentioned about like walking as well, it's really important. Like, so taking twenty minutes, half an hour, forty-five minutes, whatever it may be. I mean, everybody. Hope I hope that everybody has the ability to to take that time out. Um, and what Kasim mentioning about like physical activity and stuff is is really important. Um, for our own health. Sometimes I think we have an understanding of like exterior health indicators. So what I mean by that is, 
something like maybe obesity where a person can see that you know they're, they're piling on the pounds and yeah. they, they need to do something about that or um they may develop some sort of skin conditions because of something that they may be eating or they you know a low vitamin d count or something these things have um ex- they, they have indicators which are external which we can see but i think a huge problem within our society and within our understanding is because some of the things that we can't see what's happening inside of our body we don't have an appreciation for maintaining these kind of things so like for example cholesterol buildup is one of them things which people don't really take action on it up until the point when the doctor turns around and says you've got a high cholesterol yeah. count um but realistically you know if you're eating bad and you aren't exercising then these things are happening in the background um i don't want to get too much into this right now we because did podcast, we did a podcast on this and healthy eating and yeah yeah i mean check that out yeah um I mean, to be, yeah, I mean, we've talked about healthy eating and that kind of stuff, but I think this actually leads more on to um, substance abuse, I could even say. Um, and we can get down to that in another episode where yeah. we talk about maybe like um, vaping, e-cigarettes, uh, smoking, obviously drugs, alcohol, these kind of things as well, um, and the impact that they are having on our body, um, whether that be short term or long term. But inshallah, that's for another time. Um, let's finish off here. <laughs> um so like understanding your time cousin so we've already talked about the use of like our phones playstations xbox um generally those things which you know our computers um digital technology essentially yeah. um having an understanding about like how often or how much you are using um using tech yeah tech yeah um yeah just going to put it using your gadgets yeah uh yeah thank you <laughs> i'm looking for that word um but yeah you, how often are you using your gadgets um and now within majority i think ios definitely has it um android has it as well where they have digital well-being sections within the settings where you can go in and you can have a look at um how often you've used your phone or what you've used your phone I think for it gives you a screen time check whether it's been up down what you've been spending your time on and stuff Mm-hmm. which i think is a great indicator of where your time is going yeah there was one kid at school he was using his phone 12 hours a day what yeah can you believe it 12 hours a day and i said when do you sleep because i really sleep and you just see the impact it was having on his life mm. uh average i think is like three four three to four hours okay also depends what you're doing your phone you can use your phone to read you could use your phone to do anything but you can look how much time you're spending on social media i think that when a person goes on social media without even realizing he spends 20 minutes and then he he phases out and then mm-hmm. if he goes on it again it's another 20 minutes mm-hmm. and that's actually a lot of time you know our phone i'm not saying you don't you don't use your phone everybody needs a phone but look how much time you're spending on your phone what you're spending your time on and realize that if you're spending four hours on a phone just cut two hours out and you could be achieving a lot a lot of stuff you know like even like this thing of uh understanding your time if you commute to work take a book with you mm-hmm. read something Yeah. do some tasks get something done you know don't don't waste this time it's not just time just to sleep or just to chat to somebody and util- utilize your time as as best as you can because if your time is limited it, it should force you to achieve those things that you want to do and again it goes on to the thing of having goals in your life having aspirations in your life and working every single day to get closer to them mm-hmm. okay um i think some of these things obviously we mentioned in like the previous episode as well um so make sure they definitely go back and check that out as well i think um the last thing that i sort of want to mention i don't know if they actually there's two things i want to mention um i think the first one is uh having a watch oh yeah um you've wrote on the notes buying a watch i'm gonna say 
make a watch because <laughs> um, actually this is this is one of uh, this is a watch that i've made um and i actually want to make another one as well um the only problem is it's expensive oh. don't tell my wife uh, <laughs> but yeah um having a watch uh Kasim, you want to talk about like the impact that buying a watch had on your life mm-hmm. um so go ahead man um I think I first I purchased my first watch, just a simple Casio one, mm-hmm. at the age of maybe eighteen, nineteen. And before that, I never lived with a watch. I always used to have my phone with me. But then I realized that once I had my watch, I could tell the time. I didn't need my phone for as many things. So what happens now is that usually when I go out, I know most people will either ring me if somebody's dying because I don't use my phone for so much social media interaction, like WhatsApp and stuff. So now I have the ability to leave my phone at home and just take my watch with me. Now I can't live without a watch. Mm-hmm. That's just where it is. And what happens with the watch is just, it allowed me to organize my time. And now I just think like buying a watch was one of the best purchases that I've ever made in my life. Mm-hmm. I've gone periods of like maybe months without using my phone and it's been no problem at all. Mm-hmm. And all because I've had a watch, it helps me wake up, it helps me go to sleep, it helps me organize my life. I know what time it is. Even like when, I, when I'm eating, I know, okay, I've got maybe 15, 20 minutes to eat before I've got to go somewhere. And just like it changed my entire life, and I definitely recommend getting a watch. Yeah. So you become less independent. You become less dependent on your phone. I think the extra thing that I'd probably add on to that as well is like the use of timers and stopwatches mm-hmm. and things like that as well. Um, I think they work wonders. Like definitely. you know, just setting like a time frame of okay, I'm, I'm going to do this thing for X amount of time. Set the timer for it, and you know, go ahead and do whatever you need to do. Um, so I think that's that's another good way of like organizing your time. Um, the last thing that I sort of wanted to mention is like maybe some applications or um, some cloud services or things like that that you might use for, oh, there's quite a few different ones. Um, I think the main one that I just wanted to talk about was Notion, which is what we use to yeah, make yeah. our notes, right? Um, I can use that to make like private notes for myself. At the same time, there's also um, where I can essentially make collaboration projects with as many people as I like. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that's what we use, right? Yeah. Uh, for making notes for these podcast episodes that we have, we just like mentioned in previous episodes, we just make like little sketch notes about the things that we want to talk about just to make sure that we're producing content, which is actually worthwhile. Um, so when myself and Kasim are just collaborating on this, we'll use Notion. So we don't need to be in each other's company and, and we don't need to be doing it at the same time, but we know there's a page where we can, you know, throw things down on that page um, and then just collaborate between the two of us whenever we've got time to, to have a look at this. Um, so Notion is definitely one that I use. Um, but yeah, there's there's so many different apps that are available that help in terms of productivity. Um, if you've got any suggestions uh, that you, or any apps that you use in particular, yeah. I've only mentioned Notion here simply because it's what we use. Um, I'm sure there's others, but I've not really thought about any others that I want to talk about unless there's something you want to mention uh no I'll be honest your notion was the first one that I used other than I used the notes on my phone mm-hmm. <laughs> simple yeah, yeah and then other, everything else I'm meant to do from yeah yeah um checklists as well actually mm. I mentioned checklists but checklists are a really good tool <laughs> especially when it comes to shopping um but yeah I think from my side that's everything is there anything else that you wanted to mention Kasim uh I think that's everything really like that Okay, that's fine. Um, I think the last thing that uh, I just wanted to point towards is there's a really um, fantastic book um, wrote by Muhammad Faris. It's called The Productive Muslim, uh, Where Faith <coughs> Meets Productivity. And I think this is a really good book to start start off with when looking at productivity. There's many pro- uh, books that cover productivity, um, generally come from like a non-Muslim perspective. 
perfectly fine um, because it's about managing time. Um, so, you know, there's there's others that you can look at as well. Um, but this is a good place to start with, inshallah. Um, if you can get hold of a copy. I can't remember. I'm fairly sure I got this copy from Malaysia. Okay. Interestingly. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's just a little side note. Um, so yeah, definitely have a look into that. Um, and you can start your journey to becoming... Well, we can, sorry, we can start our journey to becoming productive Muslims. Um, but yeah, so Jazakallah khair for listening to today's episode. Um, inshallah, we'll see you in the next one. Uh, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.